I think most of our takes are pretty hinged. Is that a challenge? Yeah. Yeah, Summer, give us your most unhinged take today. (laughs) Let's go. Listeners, you are now joining Bisexually Lit, the podcast. Remember us? I don't know why I'm making this sound like it's some sort of... Yeah, it's like we're, we're now welcoming you to a soothing Sen- voice, Soothing scary. sensual hour. Yeah. Soothing and spoopy. You know what? Sensuality. The, it's raining out today. I'm sure that like... Yeah, on the day we're recording, this is the vibe a little bit more. Like we're setting the tone voices. for you. Yeah, we yeah. have candles lit. We are in my little basement apartment. Yes, the clouds are rolling over the mountains yeah, magnificently. They're like that steely gray. Oof, they're yeah. trying to just embrace us with like crisp autumn hugs. Oh, thank God, <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm Dex. And I'm Summer. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, we're bisexually lit. You know, yeah. we're a podcast. Uh, we're two best friends. We happen to be queer and we love to talk about movies and, yeah. and we what these movies say about us. And yeah. uh, we love to just shoot the shit, you know? Yeah. So we're here. It's it's October. It's officially the third yeah, of October. Yeah, it's the third today. Thank um, oh. We... Dex and I got to hang out last weekend, and we went to a haunted house. It was so fun, and it was dude. So fucking fun. Listen, I haven't been to a haunted house in a long time, and while we were waiting for our friends to show up, I was telling Dex, I was like, "Yeah, I just like don't really get scared of these things." Like, I remember as a kid, like I think I used to like pretend like I was scared because I right. thought it was like cool. It's like playing along. Cut right? to me like losing my shit, <laughs> like screaming like a banshee, almost peeing my pants. <laughs> you were the one um, who wanted to go first. I did volunteer here to go first because I was like that sounds like a fun idea and then I was like what have I done (laughs) is it too late to turn back it's terrifying Um, I think more than anything it's just very overstimulating yeah Um, that's the thing I think it's a lot and they kind of put you through the ringer a few times where it's like back-to-back kind of traumatic like sensory things yeah. where they're like I'm still recovering yeah. but it's very fun and uh, it, was yeah, the, totally. it was like the rush of adrenaline that I did not know I needed mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was, was fun. really fun they had some of the coolest shit in there they had Dude, like a giant crocodile can we shout them out and, like, we went to Nightmare on 13th in yeah, Salt Lake Nightmare downtown um, they're great it's the production value let me tell Fucking you amazing. out of this world like yeah. I definitely want to go to like even more haunted houses. Like Me I, too. I want to find the more obscure ones too. Like yeah, maybe I know that ones there's that are one... lower budget. Would yeah, be fun. that would be really fun. We we should like. I was thinking of like a bingo card, but I'm like, no, we'll just have a list. That's cute though. Yeah. I love that your mind went to. But if we, but we if could it's have a like bingo a bingo card, card then we could win prizes. Yes. But what I if love what prizes. if it's like different activities for oh, Halloween, yeah. and so like each haunted house would be a square, but then also there's it the would other be things like mixed in. Bob for apples. Yeah. Watch a scary movie. Carve pumpkins. Exactly. Oh man, I haven't carved pumpkins in forever. Sell our soul to the devil. Yeah. Make a blood pack. That's like at the top of the list. Yeah. Like, Okay, if you were going to sell your soul to the... Actually, let's talk about this. So say magic is real, the devil is real, whatever. Uh, you are going to sell your soul to the devil. What would it be for? What would you ask in return? God, this is like an existential question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Is it like, can it only be tangible things? No, it can be like no, anything. It can, like, yeah, it can, it be, can like, be like quality of life or like mm-hmm. a transformation or yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm prepared to answer this question. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. Same. I'm like, what I, even would, yeah. I love this question, but I'm scared to know what my answer would be. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, we can unpack that later. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll like circle back to it at the end of the month. That could be fun. Uh, cause, cause yeah, today we're talking Closing about a off. movie about yeah. witches yeah. and then, our last movie, I mean, it's kind of about witches. Yes. Right? It's witchy. It's a different. It's, it's a different kind of witches, yeah. but they are witches. Yes. Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I keep thinking about, like, have you ever seen Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, I fucking love that movie. That's the, one of my favorite Coen Brothers dude, films. it's so good. I love it so much. Um, I like the the character who, like, sells his soul to the devil on a crossroads yeah. for yeah. the ability to play the yes, guitar. Yes, to play the guitar. Yeah. That's so rad. At the actual crossroads. Like, yeah. yeah at crossroads oh, of life. I love, I love, like, the visuals that come along with magic, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like everything in Blair Witch and, like, mm. crossroads and frogs and, and pentagrams and, and, like, yeah. I don't know, all the different things. Like, the... I the icons associated with yes, Halloween the iconography and like, of like yes yeah it's so fun witchcraft get a, get a raven and stuff. a black cat and like it's it's pretty great and yeah. it is interesting that like we do associate those things culturally with Halloween mm-hmm. when like you could have that shit all year round literally. I know like right? it is a way of life and like yeah. to some extent I think that we do I'd say you maybe even more than me <laughs> yeah probably um, <laughs> the way that I choose or subconsciously choose to manifest or like share my form of witchery is like a little more pastel-y and yeah. <laughs> it's, you have uh, a more like fairy vibe <laughs> yeah of, yeah to your that's magic. true yeah. yeah my like I, I just I think like aesthetically all the like witchy stuff it just fits so well in like oh. fall you know so yes. it's like it's good to have all year it's good stuff yes but like I feel Something like fall magic. is your aesthetic decks. Like oh, I feel like you really come into your like true light in the fall. Thank I mean, you. you can do it all year round, and you do. Yeah. But for me, I think it's more like springtime. You know, summer. I love fall so much, mm-hmm. but I'm the type that will continue to utilize certain pieces of my wardrobe all year round yeah. just like sundresses you're wearing like... <laughs> you're wearing a slouchy sweater that's like bright, bright pink, pink with, with bright white. white daisies on it yeah, yeah. so like and it's, I'm like this is great. my fall attire <laughs> it's, it's fantastic so yeah but I'm I'm getting really into the autumn I'm like I haven't gotten the chance to uh, decorate my apartment yet but I'm going Ooh. to also I'm hosting a movie night yeah on Friday I know so I so. need to get back to you about that but I know that's awesome <laughs> yeah, no I fucking love that I yeah. think it's so fun that you have a place that you can like host things at now and I want to be there for that and I'm I love stoked that. about it and also I want to see your apartment decorated for Halloween because it is Dex's apartment is so gorgeous architecturally what year was the building built I was gonna say born <laughs> what year was the little baby building born I actually have no idea I know that the building I lived in like before this summer was built in like the 19 teens like 1912 it definitely has like rich character yeah but like like the one i'm in now i think is a little bit newer maybe like the 30s that's still it's still pretty old history there yeah it's so it's so funny though i've lived in so many old houses and apartments and stuff 
I've never witnessed anything spooky, never been really? haunted, anything like that. Interesting. You would think, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's Especially because I feel like you, not that you would attract that stuff, but like. I'm open to spirits it. Spirits would be feel like comfortable around you. Yeah. Because like you are open minded and you're like. My vibes are just, I think I just have like a spiritual form of like that noise that only teenagers can hear or something. <laughs> like I just have like this anti-ghost force field because of my vibes. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. It it might be that or it might be something no, I, else i love that theory yeah. i have a friend who lived in a really old apartment downtown um it was like a house that was converted into a bunch of apartments right and that house was fucking haunted <laughs> i tell you what like talk about like we'll talk about attaching meaning to things but i think in this case like it wasn't us just getting overly hyped up about it it mm -hmm. was like shit would just go missing and like nobody touched it like while we were all there together in the same room uh -huh. things would just vanish all the time or like be moved into different rooms and like sure maybe there's like a drunken explanation for that but also but but then like just other shit would happen like Oh man, and we Cold so spots. we used to whenever we'd play like party games, we played Cards Against Humanity once, and we would always draw a hand for the, the ghost. We'd call it just like the house ghost, right? Okay, and that's we would, cute. Yeah, and we would like let it have a turn every time. No wonder <laughs> yeah. it played. Oh my god! That's and dude, cute. it would always fucking win. Like it, the cards that it would play oh were gosh. like so Wait. niche. Like for each person, like like specific details, like humor that nobody knew about this person oh my like god. just you, like it's it's like a ouija board yeah. but cards against but cards against, exactly oh my god i want to do that a seance featuring daniel radcliffe's delicious asshole the card like yes oh my god okay oh uh, shit we gotta make that happen that's amazing yes i actually think it would be super fun to do a seance so yeah um as part of like our halloween vibe yes. i went and saw a haunting in venice uh, a couple Ooh. days ago very good. Did you like I it? loved okay. it. I yeah. want to see it. Like the whole time they were doing such interesting things with the camera that I was like, what? Ooh, okay. Like mm. that's cool. Acting was really good. I really, really enjoyed the script. Like the story was really kept my attention. So I'm like, okay. yeah, you know what? This is awesome. Um, but they host, they have it. a seance in that. And I was hell like, yeah. hell yeah. You're I like, want. should I host a movie night slash seance? <laughs> 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 yeah i mean the new moon is soon we'll have like a oh, dark yeah. night actually i think the new moon is on october 13th which is friday <gasps> the 13th no is so, it oh we my god can we up. get our coven together and do something creepy we need to this yes. is the time it to really gather is. in your coven folks <laughs> Uh, anyway, do you all want to hear about what we're covering today? I mean, you already know because you clicked on the link, but we like to treat it as if there's an element of suspense in the air. Uh, here it's comes, here comes the reveal. <laughs> we're watching Practical Magic, 1999 movie genre to be determined. No, I it was 99. Was it 99? Yeah. I, wait, hang on. Oh, no, it is 19. Okay, I'm like, I'm okay, I'll just like edit that out. Or whatever. Yeah. Transparency, right? It's what yeah. I always say. Uh, 98. Yes. Practical Magic. So we're watching Practical Magic, the 1998 film directed by Griffin Dunn and starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. And a young Evan Rachel Wood. Which Really? Yes. Is that who the, plays One of the, the daughters, the redhead okay, daughter. Okay, and Kylie. the other daughter is um, Camilla... Uh, she looks familiar, but I don't know her. Camilla Bell. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's she's great. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, hey, I know her. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. So wild. Yeah, this movie, it is, it is 
spooky vibes, but not a horror movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's it's a uh, it has like the cozy like cottage core yeah. essence of like, like spookiness, like which dark cottage core. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a witchy like you know autumn. Yeah, East Coast. <laughs> on, like on yes, the ocean. like the Northeast and like. It's a very old house. This movie's fucking crazy, though. Yeah, just it's like, out there. <laughs> just as like an intro, this is the story of two sisters who have inherited a family curse that any man they love will die, and their like journey is witches, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's really like of a time. Like I I really really like this movie. Yes. Um, Summer. What did you go into this thinking? And like, have you seen this before? What is your relationship yeah. with it? I'd love to tell you about my relationship with this movie. So as a child of the 90s, <laughs> true, true child of the 90s, I was born in 89. So my formative, you know, mm-hmm. years as a little child were in the 90s. And I'm the youngest of six. I've mentioned several times. And I'm like pretty sure that this movie came into my purview like on accident as oftentimes movies that were not quite appropriate for like a (laughs) five-year-old would somehow get into my vision but yeah so my older sister like loved this movie she's nine years older than me so she would have been you know like the target audience for this well was she 18 came out i think she was like early teens at this point because i would have been yeah you would have been nine nine i guess she was 18 then yeah anyway wow i'm great at mental math (laughs) so yeah she loved this movie which was kind of surprising like in retrospect because she's pretty conservative um not to say that like conservative folks can't enjoy witchy stuff and like Mm -hmm. be drawn to that kind of mysterious lure you know Mm -hmm. um but it was very like out of her normal uh, right, media genre. choice. Yeah. So she loved this movie. I definitely grew up with it around. I don't think that I watched it as much as I listened to the soundtrack. I think mm-hmm. I kind of conflate the two because I know the soundtrack very well. So the same sister had the soundtrack on CD ah. and I used to listen to it to fall asleep. <laughs> um, so, which is funny because like, I still will do that. Like I'll listen to podcasts or like have, which is like probably not. I know that there's studies that that's like, hmm, you should yeah. probably think about why you can't just be in the silence <laughs> to fall asleep. And maybe how dare you make me face my thoughts? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm listening to the Practical Magic soundtrack yeah, as I go to sleep. Yeah. That. Um, but anyway, I used to fall asleep to it. But like there's this one song that I played for you earlier, Dex, uh-huh. by Lisa Hall. And it's called Is This Real? And I remember it was it's like the fourth track on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So the first three are like kind of lighthearted, whimsical. Mm-hmm. As we talked about Faith Hill's This, this kiss, kiss is um, for some reason there. Uh, but uh, yeah that song would come on so I'd be like almost drifting off to sleep right and then this song would come on and get so high listeners I recommend pulling it up like it it like called to me in a weird way like I felt like almost like platonically aroused like I my spirit was aroused like there's this darkness and like this where I was like oh my god I was speaking to something in you yes absolutely like trying to like summon a part of me that I was taught to repress right Mm. as a nine-year-old sometimes Um, you just go feral you know you got to (laughs) so anyway that's more my recollection of this movie but then I remember like watching it again in my 20s 
and like not really remembering what happens like I obviously remember Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock as Mm -hmm. like witchy sisters which is like enough of a reason for this movie to exist because I fucking love their chemistry together and I love a movie about sisters we don't get enough of them Um, I love a movie where it's not all catered around a love story between a man and a woman even though that does play a part in this like it's not like you know the end all be all like there is more but there's more plot there's more yeah but I remember watching it and being like I do not remember any of this fucking shit happening like what the hell is happening and just like how tonally dissonant it is like it's just like all over the place which I love it's like you said Dex like it's just it reeks of the 90s and we love to see it Um, but I'm very excited to talk about like some of the things that I took away from it like you know we can obviously get into our different like relationships with magic and um yeah I'm really looking yeah super excited but yeah I I love this movie. I fucking love it. And I think that it's it's a treat. It really what is. What about you, Dex? Tell me about your relationship um, with this movie. Not nearly as deep, honestly. I think I knew of this movie. Um, I think I may have been in the room while it was playing at some point during my childhood, but it didn't interest me. Mm-hmm. I watched it in my early 20s, and I remember liking it, but like it only left a mark on me aesthetically. When mm-hmm. I watched it again the other day to like prep for this... I couldn't remember a single plot point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there was absolutely nothing totally. that I retained except for like, oh yeah, I love the her general, hair. It's like oh, the yeah. general like, vibe. The house really? and yeah. the candles and the apothecary. Like, there's... Which really is all you need. Like, I know, the right? Plot like, it's kind of garbage. Yeah. So. The plot is like, the plot is messy. It is so messy. And it needed several rewrites. Oh, absolutely. Which we can talk about later. It's interesting that this is like adapted from a book. I don't is know it? anything about the book. Yeah, oh, yeah Alice Hoffman wrote okay. the book. Huh. Um, I Apparently the book is like a lot better. That's what I've heard. I mean, that tracks because this yeah, movie is this like... this is not fleshed out. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah. that actually does kind of explain it because I feel like often, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, when they were adapting books, they would just kind of take the premise oh. and then strip out any plot and then just like build up a Hollywood plot Super right like the, actually like... they did that with um princess diaries it's nothing like the book oh, the, yeah, which sometimes makes that. it better yeah but then they also did it with ellen but Enchanted. then you shouldn't even say that it's an adaptation exactly it's I mean, like yeah, give them credit by, but yeah, yeah but, but like it's not there's so little connecting them other than like i guess the characters and the themes a little bit but this so yeah it makes sense the part of this movie that I really, really enjoy is like the relationship between the two sisters and the aesthetic. Yes. Like this movie goes hard when it comes to like a fall aesthetic. Oh my God. It really does. And like, Oh, just the cute little town they live in, like the yes. quiet town, like on this, on this Northeastern beach. I think it's supposed to be like, like it's giving like Martha's vineyard kind of like, but apparently they shot it in Washington. Okay, I thought so because I like some of the places on there. I'm like, I've been to that corner. Where is oh, this? Because really? I've okay. never been to the East Coast, but I was like, that looks exactly like the corner on like, um, it, it's like sort of on the opposite side of the sound from oh, cool. uh, Seattle. Okay, so like, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that the setting is technically East Coast. Yeah, it's definitely giving uh, Northeast vibes, mm. like I don't know Massachusetts or Vermont yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could definitely, you know, where see they that. did like Salem is in Massachusetts, right? So Salem witch trial, like mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to draw the hocus pocus without like right. 
given, being specific about where it is. Exactly, yeah. Especially given their family history. Yeah. I also think, so we can we can get into the, what do you call it, the synopsis in a second, but I wanted to talk about the first scene. It's like the two little girls asking to hear the story about the magic, and then it shows their great-great-great-grandmother mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Maria. And she is being like hanged for being a witch and then she gets away but i just thought it was funny that like it's basically the same few opening shots as hocus pocus oh yeah and i was like oh we're really establishing like a witchy vibe here i love this for us totally what Um, year did hocus pocus come out oh gosh i don't was that before this that's a good question let's find out it would be crazy if they came out at the same time like same year 93 okay okay so, so this yeah. may have been, uh, I, I'm not going to say this was taking inspiration from Hocus Pocus, but it is sort of like an established oh, yeah. there, witchy trope. Yeah. And the craft came out, I think, just like two years before this, too. Oh, so I there, love the craft, The dude. craft is another um, fantastic, fantastic coming of age. Uh, Halloween watch. <laughs> Halloween watch, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess like usually we at the top we talk about kind of production background stuff Mm -hmm. um for this one there's not a ton i know dex you wanted to talk a little bit about the director yeah dunn um yeah so i like tried to look into him but he seems like he's more well known for being an actor actor, yeah he was in shameless if you've ever watched that he was in the show he was um one of the like mentors for one of the kids like a teacher i think he usually plays like once uh revered strung out like person struggling with addiction in a lot of his roles um he also directed that horrible comedy um like anthology film called movie 43 i don't know if you remember that i've never uh, i've never actually seen it i've seen like clips and i'm I'm sure i never want to watch this thank you but he was also um Let's see. He was he starred in an American Werewolf in London. Right, that's right. So that's yeah, like yeah, what yeah. he's best known for, right? Which he was yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So, but um, he was also in Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Frasier, Law and Order. So he did like the the Law and Order rounds, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he it seems, and then he only ever directed five movies. Yeah, the last one that he oh my god, hang on. Uh, it says that he produced and directed Joan Didion, The Center Will Not Hold from 2017. Wait, he's Joan A documentary Didion's... about his aunt, yeah, author Joan Didion. Yeah, he's her nephew. I yeah. knew that. That's right. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I am not familiar with the work of Joan Didion. She's um, like a feminist, right? Yes. She's fucking amazing. I've nice. read like parts of her work and i've loved it i need to like dive into her interesting so um, nepo baby vibes but like he didn't get too big cool. yeah like, kind of cool i kinda love the right kind of nepo baby yeah vibes. where he like used his connections to like yeah. make a very i don't know maybe i'll watch this movie joan didion but yeah so he he seems i don't know there's there's a certain magic to this movie and it seems like it definitely didn't come from the director i was gonna say it felt like all of the like tonal kind of like whiplash that we get feels like it's from his lack of vision to be Mm, honest yeah and i think i agree with you like i i think that it was kind of an accident that it turned out as magically as it did or or like other people yeah i think i think a lot of it was sandra bullock and And nicole Nicole kidman Kidman. and then the production design like a huge part i i definitely agree i honestly think that like if this had been given to a woman 
Yeah. It would have been really, really That's good. That's what I was like kind of disappointed when I was, because I didn't know who Griffin Dunn was. And mm-hmm. I looked him up and I was like, I know this dude. Like, I've seen him and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel like he was the right person mm-hmm. to tell this story. Um, also, <laughs> I watched some interviews with him, like, um, from like the press junket when this was rolling out and in the 90s. And like, he, you can tell that he was like, he had a fun time, but it was like he phoned this in. Oh, like God. the way that he speaks about his process and like what he envisioned for it and like why he picked this project hmm. is very cavalier and just like kind of like ah, uh, very wishy washy, like that's not so very um not not any type of language that like makes me feel like he has any conviction for this telling the story in a certain right. way. That's fair. Um I but, guess. but yeah, but, anyway, yeah, that's, I don't that's know kind much of a bummer. Yeah. I, I do like I do have a fantasy of re-editing this movie i think that would be fun Ooh. yeah but i won't yeah. do that because i'm not that good at editing video yet you could do it <laughs> yeah um it does sound fun so yeah <gasps> should we get into <gasps> the recap let's do it okay, cool recap recap and as with last week i'm just going to be reading the plot summary from wikipedia maybe making a couple amends here and there but we just want to give people an overview of the plot without going off the rails and spending an hour talking about it exactly (laughs) we're finding a happy medium and we love wikipedia it's great Oh, okay we discovered where it takes place in a small Massachusetts town, there you go. cool. Massachusetts. The Owens family have been regarded with suspicion for over three centuries due to their ancestor, Maria Owens, who survived an attempted execution for witchcraft. Heartbroken when the father of her unborn child never returned to her, Maria cast a spell to prevent herself from ever falling in love again. The spell developed into a curse upon Maria's descendants, dooming any man an Owens woman loves. In the present, Jillian and Sally Owens are taken in by their aunts, Frances and Jet, after both their parents succumb to the Owens curse. Can I just say, sorry, really yeah. quick, since we were talking about the ants, I mean, I know we're not talking about it, but mm-hmm. I fucking love that they cast uh, Stockard Channing and Diane Weiss. Uh-huh. She's the mom from Lost Boys. She's the mom from Lost Boys. And yeah, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Who and is... Stockard Channing was Rizzo in Greece. Oh, and that's she's why like she looked familiar. And she's like a huge stage actor. Like, oh, she's okay. like been on Broadway a bunch. And... She, oh, I fucking love the ants. Yes, I wish so that cool. the ants could have their own franchise. Like, they need their own whole, like, story. I would be amenable to that. Them. Like, they they have, I feel like it's a trope of, like, the young witch living with their ants. Like, um, it was in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. And then, totally. um, I know she's not a witch, but, like, if you ever saw Pushing Daisies, these ants, rem- these aunts, I don't know, remind me of the aunts in that. Like, mm. one of the main characters, Charlie, lives with her aunts who are, like, eccentric ex-synchronized swimmers. Cute. And then yeah. there's, like, on the other like end of the spectrum... There's James and James and the Giant Peach who lives with his two aunts who are just pure evil incarnate. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but that's yeah. so interesting. It is a trope yeah. for sure. Yeah. So sorry. I love them. Okay. You were talking about the ants. Yes. Okay. Jillian and Sally Owens are taken in by their aunts, Francis and Jet, after both their parents succumb to the Owens curse. As children I have thoughts about that. We'll circle back. We're not doing that now. Sorry. I can bite my tongue. <laughs> 
As children, Sally and Jillian are frequently ridiculed by the town's school children. After witnessing their aunts cast a love spell for a woman obsessed with her beloved, Sally casts a spell on herself to ensure she will only fall in love with a man who possesses certain impossible traits, with the goal How that she will never fall in love. How impossible are they really, know, though? they're not that Can we talk? I know she's a kid, we'll but talk. come on. Yeah, I know, we'll it's like, back to there's, that. there's a lot of people it's in this world, It's hilarious to me. A lot of people know how to fucking flip a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like giving this long, ridiculous list, and she's like, that's the trick. I'll never fall in love this because man no man exist. will ever exist like this. I'm like, cool yeah right uh, <laughs> meanwhile Jillian witnessing the same incident cannot wait to fall in love when the girls are teens Jillian elopes with her boyfriend and leaves for Los Angeles before Jillian departs she and Sally make a blood spell to always be faithful to one another and um, they decide they're gonna like die on the same day yeah. and grow old together it's so and, like, cute grow old with their cats in, this, in their house they're and so yeah sweet. die on the same day yeah. so sweet it's a strong bond sisters have yes Jillian spends the next decade moving from relationship to relationship across the country, while back in Massachusetts, Sally meets and marries a man named Michael. The two have two young daughters, Kylie and Antonia. After Michael is fatally hit by a truck in the funniest fucking scene ever. In the goofiest? So fucking goofy. Oh my god. (laughs) Sally and her... Yeah, this movie is partially comedy yeah. definitely uh so after michael is fatally hit by a truck sally and her daughters return to live with the ants realizing that the ants secretly cast a love spell on her so that she could marry and be happy sally says the ants will never teach her daughter's magic jillian unexpectedly tells sally she has become involved with a dangerously abusive man named jimmy angela fucking jimmy this guy when sally arrives to rescue her sister jimmy holds them both hostage in his car Sally puts Belladonna into Jimmy's tequila to sedate him, but inadvertently kills him instead. The sisters take back his body to the aunt's house, where they attempt to resurrect him using a forbidden spell, which causes him to return and attack Jillian. Sally kills him again, (laughs) and the sisters bury his remains in the garden. State investigator Gary Hallett arrives from Tucson, Arizona, in search of Jimmy, who, it is revealed, is also a serial killer. So Jimmy has killed people before. Sally breaks down and confesses to Gary, only to realize that he is the impossible man from her childhood love spell, shock and awe. (sighs) Unable to deny their attraction, they kiss. Returning home, Sally discovers Jimmy's spirit has possessed Jillian's body. Gary sees Jimmy's spirit emerge. Jimmy tries possessing Gary, but is turned aside by his silver badge. Oh my god! (laughs) Sally tells Gary... Sally tells Gary he is there because of her spell and the feelings they have for each other aren't real and the family curse will kill him if they pursue a relationship. Gary replies that curses only work if one believes in them before returning to Tucson. He figured it out, folks. He broke the coins. <laughs> his his breaking the curse was, nah, it's not real. <laughs> Jimmy possesses Jillian again and tries killing Sally before Francis and Jet return. Realizing she must embrace magic to save her sister, Sally asks the aid of the townswoman and they form a coven to exercise jimmy's spirit they break the owens curse exercising jimmy's spirit and allowing the coven to exile him permanently in tucson gary clears the sisters of any suspicion in jimmy's case and returns to massachusetts to be with sally i i don't think if i were a police chief i don't think i would let my detective like clear someone of all charges and then immediately oh. go shack up with them there's no way any of that yeah. would have been permissible <laughs> yeah. even with like the horrendous state that the police force yeah. is in yeah so he returns to massachusetts to be with sally the owens women are finally welcomed into the community by the townsfolk who now accept them as witches 
And they all float off the roof together on Halloween. It's it's so weird because there are parts of this movie that are like, wow, this is from like a thriller. This is interesting. Yeah. And then there are parts that are like, who was this? Was this made for a 10 year old? Like, yep. Or like the uh, the sort of romantic plot of it all. Like, it feels so late 90s. Like, it's something that you would have cast. Uh, it feels like something they would have cast Julia Roberts in, um, which maybe is because I think that she and Sandra Bullock look the same. But, like, the, the sort you of. You think they look the same? Not the same, That's but they look similar. Interesting to me. But, like, I feel like this. The way that the connection is formed in this feels very, like, oh, cute. Now it's a rom com. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, why is that I there? Mean, like,. <laughs> Like, one perfect example is when they sandwich the midnight margarita scene in between, like, two very heavy, like, right. traumatic scenes. Like, oh my and they're God, just where like, we from? put the lime in the coconut. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm glad that scene didn't get cut. Yeah, because I love that shit. And I, I love to see women having fun, okay? Yes. They deserve that, right? Absolutely. However, Again, the tonal whiplash is, like, taking me for a ride. Yeah, this movie really can't decide what genre it is. It's, no. like, one minute spooky. Not, like, scary spooky, but definitely spooky. But, like, and then one but minute there are like, some dark themes, yeah. too. I mean, And then it's, like, oh, this might be, like, a crime movie. This but, might be, like, a family yeah. movie. This might be a... Like, and it's all of those things. It's so weird, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't think I laughed aloud at anything. So it wasn't, like, funny haha, but it was, like vaguely shaped as a comedy i don't even know man like it's i i don't i i was talking to um my boyfriend gary about it last night and he's never seen it and i was like trying to tell him like how nonsensical it is in so many ways and he's like okay so is your job tomorrow on the podcast like make sense of it i'm like hell no and also no we're just gonna talk about how it makes us feel and maybe why or what it says about anything but we're not not my job to make sense of that. <laughs> like, the thing is, it kind of, like, I feel like it does sort of make sense. Like, the the magical interference stuff is a little hokey, but, like, I don't think there was any part of the plot that was like, wait, what just happened? Um, but also, like, it's not a normal plot. Like, huge storylines are just, like, compressed and then executed, so, like... Yeah, it's yeah. Things just like don't things aren't really earned, and then the things that do happen just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, but, they just kind of happen. But like, I guess I don't know. To me, it's more so like, how do you cut this movie together and be like, yeah, like this is right. This it just is like feels it, messy. Yeah, exactly. It like, looks great. Yeah, but the the pacing really takes the you off guard. Pacing's really bad, and like, yeah, the tone is just all over the place. Yeah, because it's like if because you have like a scene where there are kids. And then a scene where they're teenagers, and then a scene where it's Sally falling in love with Michael, which is very weird. Yeah, and then it just and, jumps right to and that. And then Michael dies, and then the plot starts. Right, I know. Like, why does so, that happen? So much has to happen, and like she, the Nicole Kidman, Jillian, she runs <clears throat> away when she's still a teenager with right. her boyfriend, and then she's gone for like over a decade, mm-hmm. I assume. And that, I mean, we can get to this, but I was like. I understand that if you, like, run away from home, you might avoid returning, right, to visit. Mm-hmm. But even when, like, you leave, you usually come back home to visit yeah. somewhat frequently. Especially and for like, your beloved sister's wedding that's, or the birth exactly. of her two it daughters. Like she had never, like, maybe she met them, maybe, when they were babies. But yeah. she talked about it as if, like, 
oh, what if they don't like me, right? Yeah, like, I like have never seen these And girls. she hadn't seen her aunts at all yeah. since then. And it's like, so, so no one came out to visit her? Weird choice. Like, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting. It almost felt like it would have made a lot more sense if she had, like, done something wrong instead right. of just, if like, was, eloping like, with her If prodigal son kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, if she had, like, hurt someone with the magic and or something like that. she had to stay like away. That. Like, that would be super but this interesting. And then there would so be a lot like of, like... an afterthought. Or, like, yeah. they didn't think about it at all. Exactly. They were just like, well, she goes away. Now she's back. She gets herself an abusive boyfriend. She's back now. And then when she's back, she's, like, back? Like, because... What is Sandra Bullock's character's name? Sally. Sally. Sally finally opens, like, her botanical um, shop, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, great. We're happy for her. And Nicole Kidman's back for, like, a day. And she's hanging out in the shop, applying the lotion, trying stuff out, smoking a cigarette. But, like, it's funny to me because Sally's, like, if you're going to work here, maybe you could actually work, which is totally valid. But I'm, like, maybe it's just because you didn't do a good job of informing me of how much time has passed, but it really feels like she just got here. And did you all talk about, is she staying? Is she moving she's in? She's staying for good? Like, yeah. that's why. There's what's so little that's addressed. They're just yeah. like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. It's but fine. having said that, I do like that, um, the message that it kind of like pulls out of nowhere, uh-huh. <laughs> that the, their bond is so strong that regardless of the fact that they went maybe over a decade without actually seeing each other, yes, they were writing letters to each other, they were staying in touch, and they have this, like, unbreakable connection right. that, like, time or space does not have any effect on it, which yeah. I love that, you and know? And it is, like, I, I do love the relationship between these two characters. Like, they're so loyal to each other. Like, oh, yeah. their parents died when they were so little, which, so their dad succumbed to the curse somehow. I don't remember if it elaborates. We gotta talk about the curse. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> well, the curse. Because yeah. their their mom then dies of a broken heart, and that's why they go and uh, live with their aunts. I'm and like, it's so weird. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do we are we talking about the curse right now? Or yeah, let's let's talk okay. about the curse and then like we'll kind of establish so that and then we'll take a little break. Does that work? Yes, that okay. sounds great. Okay, so we we learned that the original witch or the 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 you know one that we learn about mm-hmm. as Maria uh, Maria yeah the one who actually like escaped the hanging and was banished to the island and had an uh, unborn child and. Her lover didn't come to rescue her, right? Mm-hmm. So she was so heartbroken and betrayed that he didn't come mm-hmm. to to her side that she cast a spell so that she would never fall in love again. Mm-hmm. But then because her grief turned into bitterness and pure hatred, apparently, yeah. it over time, and that's kind of like the verbiage they use, over yeah. time it just like turns into a curse yeah. that will kill any man that a, one of the Owens women falls in love with. Like, that is even worse, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like, she was she was trying to cast a spell against, like, the pain of l- love, but also the pain of losing someone you love. And it's like, well, cool, so just, like, anyone I love, I lose. Great, cool, awesome. Yeah, that awesome. sucks. And it's I also so weird. don't love what it says about, like, her, right? That yeah. character. Or, like, if we're using her to, you know generalize like women or whatever Mm -hmm. how they process grief or emotions i don't love that it's like she wasn't able to move on from that Mm -hmm. and like because she seems like a badass bitch right Mm -hmm. like she seems badass which she's very (laughs) like you know she seems like a strong human being and Mm -hmm. she's able to 
forge her life like after being banished Mm -hmm. but then instead of being able to like I don't know like move on with her life like she's so torn up about this one guy that it then like evolves into like this thing that essentially totally ruins generations yeah I don't know. I it's, don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I feel it like they didn't think weird. about it. And I want to yeah, know what really it is in the book because I yeah. feel like it's not. It's probably explained better, or it's like completely the different. origin is totally different. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was thinking like so when the ants are originally telling the story of Maria, they say like oh she was gonna be executed as a witch. Everyone thought she's a witch. These are some of the reasons why people may have thought she was a witch, and one of them. I can't remember exactly what it was, but one of them was that, like, she had several lovers, some of whom had husbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So, so she had multiple lovers, but only, but one of them not coming to hang out with her was, like, yeah. enough to curse her entire family. That doesn't Like, it, it made no sense. And also, this was something, it's not as relevant, but, like, Maria, they say that she was the first witch in her family, which, like... I don't know if that's how witchcraft works. Like, it's so, right. like, distant. Like, there are extremely deep roots of witchcraft, and it's really weird that they're only acknowledging from, like, the 1690s, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I had the same thought. Yeah, like, it's, that's not it's that very, works. like, severed. Yeah, someone didn't think about this movie. No. Um, and there were three writers. That's, uh, that sucks. <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, maybe there were like multiple rewrites and multiple versions of this where it's like, okay, Stuff one up. of them thought it was a rom-com. Yeah. One of them <laughs> wanted it to be more thrilling. <laughs> the, the studio notes, the studio <laughs> kept coming back with notes like, make it a different fucking movie. And they were like, okay, I guess I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. And then like, okay, the other issue I have with the curse. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot, but the ones I'll focus on right now. <laughs> rant, so, rant, rant. So, so Sally, oh, we, let's save the part where the ants like um, basically use magic to like non-consensually thrust a man upon yeah, her. Um, yeah. But okay, but before that, so they talk about this. It's brought up a few times um, that the mother died from a broken heart they say that and the explicitly way, like they do, four times they do and then like the um sally's little girls are like asking their aunts about it and they're like so didn't grandma die from a broken heart and they're like uh-huh and and then she's like how could she do that to mom and aunt jilly how dare she and that's like the general like consensus yeah. like a few times like jillian even asked sally like have you forgiven mom yeah. and it's like hey first of all hold on why are they just like so they're just accepting the fact that she died from a broken heart. Yeah. Which is like, wait, 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 wait. That's what? Can Makes we talk no about sense. that more? Like, yeah. was it did she actually have a heart attack and you're just like blaming it on that? Is yeah. it literally a broken heart? Because if or, so, then that's like really fucked up because she actually fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. I don't they're know. Ta- it's just oh, very, honestly, they're talking about it like she died as by if, suicide. I was going to say as if she took her own life. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's like that doesn't but that's like, not explicit. Like I yeah, don't know. and like it's really the, weird. And it, they're it, shaming her. I, I it gets really uh, in the way of like wh- how what why is go- what why is happened? this happening? Yeah, it's very very weird. And like the entire like the way that their family experiences the curse is very sort of nebulous. It's very like. Sometimes they deny it, and other times they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, going to fucking die. Totally. Like, Sally's character, she, like, marries a whole-ass guy and has kids with him, and, 
Like, there's no indication of whether or not she believes it. And then yeah. he dies. For her, like... And, like... I she, feel like it makes a little more sense for Sally's character because she kind of shuts off that part of herself completely. Yeah. Like, because she's... Her whole thing is that she's, like, craving and striving for this, like, nuclear family, right? right? She wants to be normal. Her idea of normalism. And so for her, you know, she does shut this part of her life out mm-hmm. and, like, doesn't practice her witchcraft at all. And it's it's kind of presented in... Um, the light that like she's the gifted one right as Mm -hmm. a kid like she's the one who has the natural talent Mm -hmm. she shuts that out so like that kind of makes sense to me and then the fact that she just I mean it is still kind of weird because that's like something that would not just leave you even if you shut that part of your life out but then like like, for the ants though they're very like they're very um fickle about it Mm -hmm. like sometimes they're like oh no like that that curse isn't don't it's not mm-hmm. real to the girls and then they say to sally like well we didn't think you were gonna fall in love with him mm-hmm. so we didn't think the curse would apply right and, and like oh boy and it's like didn't you cast a love spell what did you cast like the shitty version of a love spell anyway yeah it, it makes zero sense but also sally I understand that she, like, put all the witchy stuff away and didn't want to practice, but it's not like she stopped believing that the magic was real, and therefore it's not like she stopped believing yeah, that the curse was real. And so it's like, do, what? why is this happening? And then also when she heard the the cricket that sings the before... Beetle, yeah. Yeah, the, the beetle that sings before any of their uh, lovers die. <clears throat> she ignored it like at first. she, she like freaks out well, and goes. At first, she, at like, first she ignores it, it and like covers her eyes. Uh, but then she's her. like tearing up the floorboards yeah. trying to find it. Yeah, and it's like, why okay, wouldn't she so, like, stop him from going to work? Why wouldn't she be like, stay home, honey? Like, uh, you're not going to work today. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep a close eye on Instead, you. Instead, she takes it out on the floorboards and tries to kill the beetle. And I'm like, but but you know that like, if you believe that the beetle is a harbinger of doom, you also believe that your husband is like doomed so what is what is your thought process here i love it i i feel like maybe i'm like trying to read too much like no same and we'll get more into like the themes and what we love about it right there's a lot that i love it's just like so much of like to like deconstruct this and be like how did this happen yeah and and i think i'm still very much pinning that on like the writers and the director, there wasn't really a vision behind this. I feel nope. like so much of the vision and cultural understanding of this movie has been uh, sort of built up after the fact. And so that includes yep. kind of glossing over how the curse is kind of weird. Yeah. Since we're like, I feel like it's a good idea to like get or wait. Did we want to take a break right now? Or are we? Um, what if we? OK, let's. <laughs> Listeners, you are hearing this or you're not. We might cut this out. (laughs) But what if we finish getting out of our system, like, the inconsistencies and, like, the things that, like, we found kind of, like, funny, like, unintentionally funny or whatever, and then we can go over... That sounds good. Because, like, our relationship with magic, the themes, what we loved about Uh, it. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's let's keep bitching for a little while. Okay, great. I love that. Thank you for giving me permission. Yes. (laughs) I give you permission too. So, okay. That's going to be a segment from now on. It's just going to be called Bitch Away. Yes. Ooh, I love this plan. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, like, while we're on the topic of, like, the ants and how they, like, I love them because they're just, like, so kooky, but they're also, like, really not very good people. Oh, my God. They're terrible. like, okay, so first of all, when these two orphans go to move in with their aunts, right, when they're, like, young children having experienced 
the death of two parents and knowing apparently fully well that her, their mother died of a broken heart, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, the ants are like, oh, well, in this house we eat chocolate cake for breakfast and you never brush your teeth and we never worry about things like bedtimes and you think it's like sounds fun and cute and then you realize that all that shit, they meant it. Yeah. Like, like oh. they, they should not have been raising children. Maybe like, they're the ants for a reason. Yeah. Like, like, listen, I'm the first to admit that if one of my siblings died, God forbid, mm-hmm. I would not be their first choice to have the kid come and live with me. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and there's no shame in that. Like, right, yeah. there are many other options that would be better than me, right? And like, anyway, so, okay, so, I want to talk about the midnight margarita scene. Okay. Because while I love this scene, and I think it's really fun, and I read something about it, allegedly Nicole Kidman brought shitty tequila to set, and they oh, yeah. actually got drunk on set. Oh, that's I don't fun. know if that's true, but I like to believe. I'm choosing to believe that it's true. Yeah. Um, and this scene is just ridiculous. So the horrible thing happened with the murder, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Sally's asleep, and Nicole, Nicole, Jillian is waking her up to the sound of the ants making margaritas downstairs and blasting, put the lime in the coconut. Which I love that song. I just really love this soundtrack. Okay. So the way that Sally like approaches this, she's like, wakey, wakey. (laughs) And then, and then she's like, midnight margaritas. And they're both so excited. But here's my question. Okay. This is my question. Jillian is acting as if this is just like, a tradition that's been around forever. Right. Like she, but she, she let me remind you, she, she hasn't been home since she was like 16. Yeah, she okay. She was 16. Okay. So like- this is her first time as an adult back in this home. And she's like, here we go. Our- Midnight margaritas. They have been feeding this underage child midnight margaritas and presumably other things what's stopping us from believing this <laughs> like they you know i think that this is probably what happened but yeah. like in what world <laughs> you, which is you just do different things when you're a witch apparently yeah. you can like it's magic magical. away any brain and liver damage yeah and uh, like tooth decay yeah um, um anyway <laughs> i just love that scene so i was like what the fuck hold it on it's a really fun scene um, um yeah speaking of okay you said the soundtrack this is another thing that yes. i was like i i wrote down in my notes um so it's like when and this will kind of lead us into more of how the ants are terrible people mm-hmm. um so like when sally she's like obviously she's at the it's at the beginning sally's like lonely she misses jillian and then one day she like sees this cute guy at the market and then later she's like gardening or something and then she sprints <gasps> like this kiss by faith hill starts playing and like she's like pumping yeah it. like, like at, at first it was just like kind of the intro and then it went quiet and so it was like okay, maybe they're not actually going to play this kiss, you know? And then (laughs) she, like, looks up with this, like, distant look on her face. I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to play this kiss. And they play all of this kiss. And I just wrote in my notes, this kiss, dot, 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 soundtrack, question mark? Like, what is this song doing here? It's so out of place. I don't. And, like, it does sort of, like, convey the sort of, like, sweetness and smarminess not yeah, smarminess, or, but the sweetness of the or like almost like this this urge that you don't have control over like yeah. it's like this palpable chemistry that's like it's centrifugal yeah it's <laughs> perpetual motion it's, it's yeah perpetual bliss yeah exactly um <laughs> so kiss. like I, so i get that but also it feels so weird in the movie 
and there also, are a lot of other options that they could have gone with that would yeah. have matched the rest of the movie exactly. much better. And like, but I, love I can it. only think about like this. This would have been such a good like time for like a dark romancey. Like I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I totally. I do dream of of replacing that song because it, it's so out of pocket. It makes the entire first like third of the movie feel like it's supposed to be a rom-com but i just missed it yep like and then it is kind of a rom-com yeah but it's like wait except <sighs> people die yeah okay so maybe i'm like jumping the gun here which oh, i yeah. love to do of course. um it's great okay so as i mentioned previously it doesn't bother me so much that like sally ends up with the dude because it's like it doesn't feel like even though like it's about the curse and everything like it's more about her reclaiming who she is Mm -hmm. and being true to herself and like being open and honest about that Mm -hmm. and i love that but like doesn't it seem a little bit fucked up that like sally keeps finding like really good guys and she just like she doesn't want it like she actually wanted to be like alone and normal and yet here we have jillian who's like been wanting to be in love since she was a kid we have Mm -hmm. that scene when they're young Mm -hmm. and she's like oh i can't wait to fall in love and she is the one who was stuck in this like terrible abusive relationship and then she never ever (laughs) gets like i'm like oh man like that's kind of sucks for Jillian yeah. like and she like, actually wanted it it is a real bummer and also it's very weird that like of all the magic that we see worked in this movie about half of the spells are either no probably more than half of the about spells men. are yeah it's all about men it's like they they failed the Bechdel task oh uh, test big time while being witches like I always um, do that too I accidentally <laughs> called the Bechdel cast now instead of the test because that's one of my favorite podcasts I shout out to the Bechdel Caitlin. cast yeah um <laughs> but yeah it's like why is every piece of magic in this about men like they cast I know. Four love spells with a with a movie that's so like female driven. Yeah, like it's like the like, core cast. All of all... the men in this are very forgettable. Yeah, totally, like, easily I forgettable. Not, I I literally thought that Michael was like a different guy. Like it it. I can't even see his face right now when yeah. I think about him. <laughs> so it's it's very weird that so much of the magic is centered on the men in their lives. And I'm like, yet yeah. again, get a woman directing this. Yeah, it would have been much better. Yeah, um, yeah so let's see. What else but, do we oh, want to bitch about? Speaking of the, the love magic, yes. the aunts, it is so, like, <sighs> it's so fucked up. So, like, later in the movie, um, like, Sally says to... Gary, Gary's his name. Sally says to Gary, like, oh, like he asks what the craft is, and she's like, oh, I make like lotions and stuff. Yeah, and, and my, my aunts like aunts to mess with people's love. They lives. like to meddle in love lives. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, girl, you are very much underselling that because they cast a spell on you that made you fall in love with a man. You literally started running uncontrollably yeah. across town. And, and then started... he died. So like it actually is their fault that your husband died. Like Absolutely. How is that just meddling in your life instead of like ruining your life? Yeah. It's such a weird take and I'm like why was And they this... don't show any sort of like remorse or no, contrition. They're so fine with it. Like they're like, "Oh, we're sorry please. that he died about it." We'll get like, you another <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I don't... Mm, mm. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, so like, I love the ants, but they're bad people. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. And you also don't... like, okay, they just like disappear through most of the movie because they're like, you can clean up your own damn mess. I know, and it's like, I'm sorry. What did they... they... Like, 
they accidentally killed someone, like their lives will be ruined if you they don't get out of this. You think that they like, would be supportive yeah, for them and like, like power in numbers. You're like, a family. You are witches. You understand. Like why? Why are you just abandoning the them when with all, two young with their two fucking great nieces yeah. who are like vulnerable and like around this like and also these poor girls have yeah. trauma about yes. men because everyone they love dies of so generational like, trauma. Yeah, Jesus. and so it's just like eh, we're just not gonna deal with your generational trauma you'll be fine just figure it out it's like oh wow and then they do end up like ultimately helping them in the end but like not really totally by choice they're like i guess we have to we're here kind of being annoying about it yeah 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 okay um well do you have any like other burning bitchy items that you'd like to cover pretty much it i feel good about this i feel like when we get back I've, i've kind of like um purged myself of all of the like fun ridiculousness and now i want to talk about some like more yeah themes and character and yeah i i like yeah we're gonna get into like our personal theories of magic and i'm very excited about that so all right see you on the other side for some more practical magic love you bye we are back hello hi guys welcome back to bisexually lit and we are talking about practical magic and we're just about to get started on some fucking uh themes yeah we Um, love themes yeah and like as kind of alluded to before this movie has a certain magic that like seems very independent of like some of the creators right i think that the the men (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i feel like the best parts of this movie right are about magic and the relationship that Sally and Jillian have with both the magic and the other women in their families, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like they're so motivated by the men in their lives, uh, which is super freaking annoying. Um, but they're empowered and yeah. influenced by the women in their right. lives. Right. When it comes down to it, the only time that things ever really get done in their way is when they're relying on each other exactly. and coming together. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the things that the magic represents, right? Because it's it's all about these relationships between women. And the first one we're going to talk about is definitely, like, generational trauma and, like, what a motherfucker that is. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously the curse that they inherit as well as the magic they inherit all comes from Maria, who was, you know, exiled for being a witch and her lover abandoned her, right? And, like, the feelings that she had of like grief and abandonment and stuff like explicitly goes on to curse her generations down the line um and so that's a very like decent analog for someone who experiences like heartbreak or or grief or something like that trauma in some way and who passes it down and often those those curses they get passed down by saying Oh yeah, this person was unlucky in love. This person by had something wrong. Meaning to it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. kind of reify it by mm-hmm. saying like my like I was defined by this or my mother was defined by this. Therefore it's part of me, therefore it's part of you. And so it just kind of like trickles down the chain and there's really no way to fix it except by healing it. Mm. And, and- not passing it along exactly (laughs) which you can't do unless you heal exactly and so that's one of the things that we see in this movie Mm -hmm. is like them facing the curse head on because like it it seems like most of the women in their line before this have either ignored the curse or just like 
tried not to think about it too yeah. hard because like obviously that's what their mom was doing she thought she was going to be okay and then suddenly her husband dies and like the we see something very similar play out in Sally's relationship with Michael she falls in love with this guy she gets involved and then everything is yeah. ripped from her yeah. my yeah. dog is trying to jump up on the couch you can do it Wookie. yeah he did it okay yeah. So Sally kind of lives through that similar cycle yeah, of yes. like falling in love with this guy and then losing him and then moving back in with the aunts and like her daughters who are very much like Jillian and Sally are like down to like the hair color. Yeah, they end up in a very similar <laughs> a situation nose, at, yeah. to what Sally and Jillian were going through when mm-hmm. they were their age. Right. And so it's kind of establishing like these cycles get set up and they keep yeah, coming back and they keep coming back. Themselves. And so um, it does seem like Sally, like that's where she was like, okay, no, we're going to fix this. Like at first she tries cutting off the magic. I guess she never decides to fix it. She just like tries to cut off the magic thinking that'll break the chain. Yeah. And it's like, right. But if the she trauma... can keep her girls from mm-hmm. that world. Yeah. Then... But, but that keeps, yeah. Exactly. That, like that shoving powers, it down doesn't work. Powerful. Saying that it never existed or saying that your kids are not allowed to know about it, mm-hmm. that's not going to help. And so it's like with the help of someone who like had shared so many of her experiences, which is her sister, like being able to look at it head on and then like murder it in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> um, <laughs> like not that, yes. not that uh, Angelov is like an embodiment of the curse, but sometimes you just have to like start breaking things and start recognizing things for what they are. And I think that this movie probably accidentally, but it slides in a lot on like, this is how you like not fix, but like, this is how you heal. This Mm -hmm. is how you address things from behind, like from a long time ago is by, loving people and being close to people yes. who share your experiences trusting those yeah. that are that you've let in your circle exactly and not yeah. isolating yourself or or just ignoring exactly because yeah. yeah they the family very much isolates themselves which you know they're bullied by the townspeople they say like which 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 you're a bitch really? which like okay. that's like the laziest writing ever <laughs> i know which, i literally which, wrote that i'm bitch. like wow nice one and they are a little bit self-aware because later sally's like wow they're still that's all really they're still using that line yeah like, that's 300 as good years as later gets. yeah yeah and anyway. like but the moms at the school like don't mm-hmm. really like sally and they don't really like say hi to her and stuff and so they're very much ostracized but then mm. later when sally like at the end when they need to exercise angelov's ghost or whatever from at least Jillian, nine women 12 would be best yeah they need all these women so sally like calls up the uh the pta By using phone, the phone line. tree she uses the phone tree dude yeah. nothing not a lot pays off in this movie but the fucking phone tree the came phone back tree does. full force yeah and like it's really really great and also that scene is super interesting because she says like, oh, hey, you know, those like rumors about me, about how I'm a witch. I'm totally a witch. And then yeah. the, the ladies are like, oh, cool. Great. Also, one of her. She, yeah, she's like, oh, my God, the best news ever. Sally just came out. And I'm like, it's like is this queer coded or are you just appropriating uh, queer culture? It's Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like either one of these girls could have turned out a lesbian if you hadn't done love magic on them like yeah um, yeah so yeah i guess coming out as a witch coming out as like different yeah and and fully like um accepting herself and you know living her life in this transparent way and like calling on help from yeah even even when she didn't fully trust them like trusting that 
they do hold like the power within yeah. to come together and like inviting people happen. in and being like hey yeah. if this is something you're scared of let's talk about it being let's vulnerable. like come and participate vulnerability yeah. is so powerful it really is and we do see that like the if we're talking about generational trauma and the trauma of Which being like isolated and abandoned I feel like one of the things that these girls inherited, not just the curse, but also like emotionally and in relationships is like having, well, Sally definitely does this. She has walls up, you know, she's like, uh, like one of the first things she does in the movie is set a spell with the intention of never falling in love. Yeah. And it's like very young age. Yeah. So this, this fear of getting hurt, this fear of all of the pain weighing on your back and on the generations before you, like that propels you to hold people at arm's length and put up huge walls and isolate yourself and all that. And it's the natural thing to do is the thing that's going to just like perpetuate this even further. Exactly. So hard. And that's so relatable Mm -hmm. and so real. I mean, I, I find this super inspiring and enlightening because in in this silly movie, you know, we do have a pretty good example of like a, a plan, a step-by-step plan of how to, I mean, you know, in a very loose sense, heal from this generational mm-hmm. trauma. And I, I think that that's like so important, mm-hmm. something that like needs to be talked about more again, like that vulnerability and like when when you when you take the um the stage and you muster up the courage to put that out there and like show people that they're not alone Mm -hmm. like you never know who you are going to touch like with sally like we may not see like there might be other women there who are like wow um i have been undergoing my own thing that Mm -hmm. i've been ashamed of and that i have been afraid to share and now because sally did like I am now empowered to do the same, follow suit in my own way. So, yeah. Exactly. It's like um, in High School Musical when Troy and Gabriella break the status quo and then suddenly the whole school goes crazy. (laughs) It's like share the things that you love, share the things that you need, like talk to people about your needs and how you address them and Mm -hmm. ask for their help. Mm -hmm. And then other people are able to come over and help you. It's like a mutual aid thing. Uh, It's beautiful. We love mutual aid. (laughs) And also like... I don't have quite as much of a bead on Jillian and her like vibe because she like she throws herself into relationships. Right. But it seems like she doesn't really like fall in love quite as much. Mm -hmm. She definitely, you know, falls in love with an abusive asshole. But like you don't get as much of her like internality as with Sally. Yeah. I, I really think that like, yeah, Sandra Bullock, her performance is like the core of this movie. But um, then Nicole Kidman is like such a good she's more sort of, of a foil. support yeah, yeah like foil a foil for her, him yeah. for her yeah I agree with that I think also um, the thing that I can relate to with, with Jillian is like this longing right mm-hmm. it's like it's this longing to see what's out there and this it's almost like a FOMO too like mm-hmm. she couldn't stay in that town like one second longer yeah. she wasn't so it is interesting actually if you started to peel back the layers because like why wasn't she afraid of the curse mm-hmm. like she knew about the curse from a young age but her instinct maybe just because like her desire to love and be loved is so strong mm-hmm. but she didn't really show much concern and like her fate with that curse right it's kind yeah. of interesting it's kind of weird yeah it's like, uh, but what? again that's just the writing <laughs> yeah. i don't think we should read into that <laughs> yeah because it's so weird because like um in uh like before right before sally falls in love with michael she's reading a uh 
a letter from Jillian. And it's like, oh, she's in like Florida now or whatever. And she just says like, oh, yeah, she's been running through these guys or yeah. whatever. And yeah. it's like. And she keeps saying she has the worst taste in men. Like yeah. multiple I, times. I actually think it would be amazing if like she were actually a serial killer targeting <gasps> shitty guys. Okay. <laughs> that would be so fun. Another like revenge film. I'm, I yeah. would be down for if a she sequel was just, where we she... find that out about her. They just reveal it later. They're like. It was always there. Yeah. She's like, I have a really, really terrible taste in guys, but at least I know it. So I'm going to leverage that, take advantage yes. of the curse, kill some shitty I can trust my my intuition and in that I will fall for a piece of shit that deserves to be hit in the face with a frying pan. Yeah, totally. Great. Yeah. 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 It's... But yeah, I thank you for sharing all of that about like the healing aspect yeah. of this and also, how we can go about doing that. Yes. Next. I just had another thought actually about that. Like. Because both of them, after the guy dies, so, like, Sally, after Michael, she comes to the ants, and she's like, you have to, like, bring him back. And then oh, yeah. um, and then Jillian does the same thing with An- when Angelov dies, is she convinces Sally. Which, which is such isn't- a bad plan, though. I was like, what plan. the fuck were they Why thinking? Why would you do that? And, like... Uh, Sally seems to go along with it because she doesn't want to be guilty of murder. But yeah, like Jillian they at the same time. They didn't think that at all. I have that in my notes. Yeah. I was like, mm. yeah. But Jillian, she's like, oh, like I do love him. I want him back. He's already dark and twisted. Like I, I want him back. Um, and it's like their their first instinct when they're hit by this curse or when they're you know confronted with the trauma of past generations is to reverse it. Yeah. And it's like, you can't just, you, you mm, can't just undo it. Yeah. yeah. And like, I want people to remember that. Like, yeah. if you're experiencing something, if you're going through trauma, you can't just undo it. You have to heal it. And Unfortunately, this, yeah. yeah. And this movie is that. It's about gathering people and healing. And I know it, it really sucks. And it would be fantastic if we just had like a Command Z equivalent for life. Yeah. However, like you're, you know, that's when you need to rely on others and mm-hmm. like I know it's hard to ask for help but you are not alone mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you have people that love you we love you we love you thanks for listening okay <laughs> anyway it's not about promoting us um yeah but, okay yeah cool. so Where... that's kind of my insight that. as far as like that goes that was poetic and beautiful and enlightening thank you Dex thanks um did you want to yeah where do we want to go from here I think uh let's talk a little bit about the magic because like yes obviously the generational relationships are like symbolized by the magic but also the magic system in this is like kind of fun it is I like it it's inconsistent but it's fun yeah (laughs) and I think that that's like how magic is supposed to be is like consistent but fun it's inconsistent right 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 because it's like the practical aspect of it, it doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, infiltrating it into every single part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you use it when it's convenient and when it's... Like, helpful. Yeah, helpful. Right. Yeah, so, like, they... Yeah, they they seem to take, like, spells and take power from, like, within themselves. And then they channel it through, like, the components of the spell, like, alchemical and, like there's rose petals and stuff so like animals are used a good example is um when sally is young and she's casting the spell about like oh here's what i want my husband to be or or like the man i fall in love with to be she's like picking petals off like one off of each flower Mm -hmm. on this rose bush and um she's 
counting the things that she wants him to have. So like, oh, he can flip pancakes way yeah. into the air. He has one green eye, one blue eye. His favorite shape he is a star. He can ride a pony backwards. Ride a pony backwards. And it's like, this is not uh, as exclusive <laughs> so as you think. You're going to mm, at least like add on that he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But like it's there's so much of just like physically gathering the power yeah and like placing and, your intention behind right, it placing the intention and then following through with an action like a motion with yeah. that thing that puts it into motion right mm-hmm. with that intention yeah embedded. and of, yeah often i've seen in like i don't i didn't analyze the movie like this but in some of the books i've read the way to cast a spell is like basically charging and then execution Mm -hmm. so like charging is like putting the things together placing all of your your emotion and intention your magic yeah Yeah. and then the execution is like the thing that like seals like whether it's the candle melting Mm -hmm. or like you know yeah the thing burning whatever yeah and so they use very like concrete like objects in order to sort of symbolize those aspects Mm -hmm. and i think that's very cool it's it's sort of a um not realistic yeah it is sort of like a more realistic version of magic is like the ingredients the pieces aren't doing the magic but i am crafting the spell with these ingredients right yes and um it does feel a lot more like the sort of old timey witchcraft yeah. that we would have seen where women Using were like giving yeah and... like giving women belladonna to drug their right. husbands like there's casting spells for them for very specific purposes yeah. yeah there's very specific and very yeah like the things that we get here it's a 90s version but it resonates with older um inclinations or older versions of witchcraft mm-hmm. uh and i think that's very fun it is fun yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I think like for me, I I feel like it really all does boil down to intention, mm-hmm. right? And manifesting that intention in a very clear way. Um, however that looks to you, you know, that can look any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really like I liked seeing the the practice and the way that it manifested itself in different ways like you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. like um sally's form of magic uh comes through in the like lotions she mm-hmm. makes and the shampoos and like she imbues her magic into all of that mm-hmm. um and then we have the witches who are more love bound and they fuck people's lives up mm-hmm. um but i think that's really cool like one of my one of our best friends um she's like an amazing witch and she's totally a kitchen witch mm-hmm. and everything that she bakes and cooks is absolutely delicious and healing mm-hmm. like i had covid last year and they dropped off like this amazing delicious vegetable soup and i could like feel the spell mm-hmm. just dripping down my throat i was like ah Yes. Um, But I I think that that's I think it's cool to have representation of that. And I love practical magic for that, like witchy representation, even if it's super whitewashed, which it is. We haven't mentioned that. Of course, it's a product of the 90s, unfortunately. Um, Super, super white. Um, And it is unfortunate, especially with like when we're talking about uh, witches because there are so many like natives and people of color that were persecuted uh-huh. like and accused of being witches and like 
like uh, most things in history, like a lot of that just gets erased. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. It's, but it's a real anyway, bummer. But... I had to at least mention it. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yeah magic, like as far as, the, as far as the magic goes. Yeah. 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 And like, so we, we do kind of want to like round out the conversation by talking about our own versions of magic because we both, we actually talk about this quite a bit. It's like, what is magic and how what our connection to it looks like. And I guess we just kind of wanted to share it because this movie is like a pretty decent representation of like, not the bringing people back from the dead or whatever. Or stabbing a bird, a live bird with a needle. But like channeling yourself and making things happen. Um, And so I think we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Summer, do you have any like, I don't know, what what's your like take on magic and witchcraft and the power within you? Yeah, well, I kind of have always felt a draw. Like I mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. as a kid listening to the soundtrack, like picturing like, you know, all of the witchcraft that they were getting into. Um, I think that like I I was drawn to it, but it was something that was pretty forbidden, right? Growing Mm -hmm. up in like a religious household. Um, And when I first decided to leave the church and I was on a search for my own sense of spirituality, that's when I first started really learning about um, things having to do with, like, the occult. Um, Because, you know, uh, obviously, like, from a Christian perspective, like, witchcraft gets a very bad rap. Mm -hmm. No surprise there. Like, a lot of my friends and family members weren't allowed to read Harry Potter growing up because (laughs) of that. Like, silly stuff. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, I picked up a tarot deck um, and I started like reading about a lot of that and just like how much symbolism there is and everything and like learning about how it really is about like the meaning that you attach to things and the intention and like I learned that I could harness that same kind of sense of power and like spiritual purpose and um fire through like something totally different than what I was raised to do right Mm -hmm. and I was able to ground myself and center myself and in a way like Because, you know, I I was raised to pray to a very specific God and ask for things. And I was taught that if you ask for certain things, you will be given them Mm -hmm. if you hold up your end of the deal. And so, like, in a sense, you know, I was, like, finding that in this really radical, not radical version, in a a rad version, like rad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, much, much less um, entrenched in, like, you know, a lot of, like, patriarchal values and, like, more focused on, like, individualism and like you're literally given the power to pick and choose what works for you I feel like a lot of times like in in religions like it's kind of all or nothing but what I really love about like more you know witchcraft ways and rituals Mm -hmm. is that you know it is kind of up to you to decide what makes the most sense for you and what is Mm -hmm. going to have the most power hold the most power based on like your needs and your beliefs anyway so for me I really think it's it's kind of shifted and changed throughout my life to be honest um there are times where I find myself being less intentional and not really being as clear with like certain rituals but like anytime I start to get down because there are times where yeah like get together with our coven and it's (laughs) like we're literally like doing similar things to Mm -hmm. what you can see on practical magic, right? Like using certain herbs and like blending together certain things to make a concoction and burning them and writing things down and like, you know, attaching uh, meaning to those words. But then there are times where literally like 
I will just grab like a, a plant off the side of the road, like a flower or something. And I will just like have a moment, right? Like take in the beauty around me, stop and listen to the sounds of nature, to the birds, to the, the, the wind, all of that beautiful stuff that we forget to do. And I will just like have a moment with these flower petals and I will just like whisper something into the flower petals like go make someone happy or bring someone joy or mm-hmm. help someone who's having a bad day and I will literally just like let the wind take it I and, and like that. to me that's magic because yeah. it's like there have been times in my life where and again we were talking about this before it's as you are being intentional with things, your perspective starts to shift, right? Mm-hmm. And we are attuned to different things and we're able to see things in a different light. And that is powerful. Like reality mm-hmm. is what we make of it. Reality is subjective. Like we don't, we don't, there's no one reality that we all collectively experience, right? Mm-hmm. This is all simulation anyway. Um, but, but I like, do not endorse that theory. <laughs> but honestly, like, yeah, just... Simple things that you attach intention to, intentionality. And it's like, for me, I do find that it's more powerful when there is emotion, personally. Because, like, when I'm just thinking things, like, you know, having thoughts, I have a million thoughts a day, and a lot of those go forgotten constantly. Um, We've been open about the ADHD that we experience on a day-to-day basis. And it's like thoughts aren't necessarily going to manifest into anything. But like when you're putting that into motion, even in the most simple way, like that is where I think the magic starts to happen. And like the power of energy too. Like I loved the representation too in the movie of – even simple things like uh, Sally knew that it was Jillian calling on the phone. She mm-hmm. knew she was in trouble. When you just have that like intuition, right? That gut feeling that like something is going on or that energy that you share with someone. Like I think the power of energy is so mm-hmm. powerful. And I think that that too is all incorporated in magic because it is about, I mean, your energy is your magic, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. What totally. about you, Dex? Oh, um, yeah. So, I, I also like, I have a different relationship with magic. Like I, I often will do like spells, like I have sort of apothecary ingredients at home and like I'll pull tarot, I'll write a bunch of stuff and like burn the pages and Mm -hmm. uh, like I do all of these things. I tend to like do a lot of stuff on full moon and new moon and like I tend to like time myself to the moon in a lot of ways, but I don't know, all of the understanding that I have of magic kind of stems from this idea that, like, even if magic isn't real, it's real. Yeah. Like, like picking up a flower on the side of the road, having a moment, thinking about, like, what you want it to do in the world or, like, what you are experiencing in that moment. Like, even if there's no, like, underpinning, like, this magic is happening, magic is, like, a facet of human experience that is being present and finding something to want, Mm. right? And so often I cast spells and I, like, execute projects as if magic both does and doesn't exist because it's my belief in the magic that actually matters. That is where the power lies, yes. Exactly. Saying, saying like, okay, this night is for a spell. It is a spell that I will focus on. It is a spell that I will write down and elucidate and like be very specific about Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is powerful because now I know what I want. Now I've 
taken one first step, even if it's symbolic, to reach that goal. Absolutely. Or it like if I want to feel better, I will make the spell something that will make me feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed out, the spell will be like integrated into cleaning my room and going for a drive yeah, or something. something that will make you feel better and it's so like practical. yeah it yeah <laughs> it's sort of like carving out these sections of of life and saying okay i dub this magic i i give this intention yes. to help me and heal me because often like if i was just going to clean my room like yes that's great i'll probably feel better afterwards but it won't be like have the integrated yes. it won't it, it won't be like as intentional yeah. right it won't I, have the same impact because it's like you're not expecting that out of it yeah but if you exactly. go in with that expectation mm-hmm. and intention. yeah we as people we're so much more in control of like our vibes at any one time than i think people realize like often we get caught up and like oh this thing is happening to me and like i do this too oh, yeah. all the time like i'm like oh this thing happened like wash right but like like, i give up (laughs) but by saying okay this slice this action this thing that i am doing gives me the power to influence my vibe my headspace the next two weeks of my life like it really um it elevates the experience and it liberates me in order to say like this is what i want this is what i'm doing and so it things just become a little bit more clear yes and so clarity in that which is powerful as well yeah Yeah. also part of me is like scared to admit that I actually believe in magic right I can relate to that so like my understanding of magic from like a scientific yeah like (laughs) like my understanding of magic is like sort of tempered by like yeah I mean I don't understand quantum physics fucking maybe why not (laughs) I'm you know yeah Uh, the the like the desire to shy away from subscribing to one like mm-hmm. entire way of thinking for me personally mm-hmm. is is real like yeah. i i wouldn't just assume that like every single part of like well magic is like so multifaceted so that's mm-hmm. hard to say anyway but like yeah i yeah. get that like i'm it's, i'm definitely like I treat it with re- reality yeah. in that this is my reality. And if this means something to me, like you said, then that's yeah. all that matters. It's like, like another lens that you can use to look at yourself and your life. I love that. And I, it's, it's super great. I do recommend people, you know, this is October. This is Halloween season. Listeners, if you feel like you have the time or the energy, I would definitely like put aside a time and just like, light a candle or draw a picture and hang it up or something and just like put some do a little magic yeah put some intention into it and see what happens exactly because if it's real it's real and if not you had a moment with yourself with a candle burning and like that in and of itself is beautiful how lovely yeah um, Absolutely. So we invite you to sort of tap yeah tap into that part of yourself join our little coven We'll need it. Um, but yeah, I I do think that like we really do as people have so much power over yes. the world and how it's how it's constructed and how we feel about it and how our the people around us feel about yeah. it. It's really just a matter of giving yourself permission to believe in your power. Yeah. Magic is uh, is great. Magic is real if you want it to be. Yes. Yeah. And like in the movie too, Gary says that. He says like yeah. curses are only real if you believe in them. 
the magic, this kind of magic is real if you decide it is. Mm -hmm. And it is great. Um, so yeah, highly recommend this October season. Yeah, I think that's about all I yeah, had. Any same. any more thoughts? Okay, no, just just to reiterate all of that and to say that you are magic and you are powerful and you can manifest the things in your life that you feel like you would like to. We yeah. believe in you. Yeah. And we happy October. Yeah, we love you guys. We love you, listeners. I'm imbuing you with a little bit of. Mm magic over here and we both sprinkling are. some fairy dust so uh stay tuned for next week yeah we'll have a, another super fun spooky super fun. it's so fun what are we covering oh yeah you'll see <laughs> oh but it is so fun Very oh it's fucking it. great so yeah <laughs> uh hit us up on instagram or you know email uh instagram is bisexually underscore lit uh yeah that's pretty much where you'll find us right now and Follow us on your podcast platform of choice and uh, check out some of our other offerings from Winterhawk Podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We love you. Go do magic and kill some people. Oh, just kidding. Let's not do Music by Gary Argyle. Bisexually Lit is a production of Winterhawk Podcasts. For more information, go to winterhawkpodcasting.com.